This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast. On this Monday morning, February the 6th, 2023, it's good to be back home after being out on the road for the past week, traveling the Southwest. Thanks for joining us on the Firm America podcast. Yeah, it's nice and, well, it's pretty pretty cold out here from where it was down in uh, Tucson and New Mexico, where we traveled. Bit cloudy coming back here into the winter weather, but it was sure nice being out with the sunshine for a week. Hey, if you haven't subscribed yet, please join us. Uh, put your email address in there, and we'll shoot out a notice when we're live again. Want to thank you all for joining me this morning. As I mentioned, yeah, we were out on the road for a week, took a little time off, met some friends out in the Phoenix area, attended an American Freedom coalition reunion with friends these are people that have been in the fight for our nation for the past 40 years got together talked about the current issues what we need to do to save america bring it back to its founding spirit and me and my wife spent a few extra days and went down to tucson spent a couple nights in the desert down at the Segura National Park, if you've ever been down there with the Segura Cactus, beautiful place to visit. Stayed in an Airbnb out in the desert, Sonoran Desert, and uh, had a great time. I had a friend come down from Alaska. He got an Airbnb next to me, a glam camper, and we enjoyed a couple days in the desert. Went and uh, had a look at the biosphere, too, if you've ever been down there, where they experimented with um, all the space exploration, how to build a sustainable community so that they can travel to Mars and places like that. It's in the news. They had a couple, few people spent about two years in the biosphere and were able to uh, grow food and things like that. Very interesting down in Tucson. Then we headed over to the White Sands National Park. Amazing place. White sand for 275 square miles can see it from outer space. Beautiful place to visit. Now we're back home here, getting ready to start the new week. Glad you could join us on the Affirm America podcast. Last night I was speaking with my friend that we spent time in Alaska, that came down from Alaska, spent time together out in Tucson. He uh, was sharing with us about a weekend workshop he attended. And I wanted to share with you just a piece of the information that he shared with us last night. I was checking out the uh, the website. It's called understandingthethreat.com. You can go check that out. There's some good information there. I haven't validated it yet. I haven't uh, done enough research, but I thought uh, there was a, uh, a conference call that was interesting because a lot of things that they did talk about we see in the, uh, the media, in, in our research that we have seen that is true. We talk about uh, how neo-Marxism and communism has infiltrated our corporations and our schools and the whole transgender issue and what's going on with Antifa, Black Lives Matter, defunding the police, 
all these Marxist communist ideologies that have infiltrated our government and our corporations and we're always asking questions of you know where the root of these things are coming from we know that they've been here for a uh, hundred years communists were very clear about how they were going to infiltrate our country and so uh, this was very interesting so I, I, I queued up it's about a 20 minute uh, call but it'll give you some information about some things that I think we need to be aware of and uh, I'll do some more research on the company and what they're trying to accomplish as they train Americans on this threat. So I thought I'd play this for you because there is a lot of uh, valid information in there, and I thought that you might find that to be interesting. So I'm going to play that for you now, and then just talk a little bit of commentary after we uh, finish up with this. So let's uh, take a listen to the conversations here from the organization UnderstandingTheThreat.com. Here it is right now. So what I'd like to begin with is, is some assessment uh, on where on where we are and uh, kind of what's going on. I'm hoping that everybody on the call is aware that Antifa and Black Lives Matter are communist organizations. Uh, but I don't want to take that for granted because there may be some people on this call that are not aware of that. Uh, Black Lives Matter, the organization, came out of uh, the Chinese, communist Chinese-backed Freedom Road Socialist Organization, which is the largest communist organization and most influential in the, in the U.S. Other key organizations would, of course, be Communist Party USA, Democratic Socialists of America, uh, and the like. In light of the fact that the United States just shut down the Chinese consulate in Houston, Texas, because it is operating, as they all are, as a massive espionage operation, and uh, propaganda information operations, uh, the U.S. shut it down. And uh, the Chinese are actually harboring a, a wanted FBI fugitive a Chinese military officer uh, or member inside uh, their consulate in San Francisco right now. So the, the real war against the communists is evident, not only on the streets with Black Lives Matter and uh, Antifa, but in the bigger international sense, and because these organizations are Chinese-backed and in a lot of cases uh, operationally controlled, um, that's where we are, and it's manifesting itself. On the uh, jihadi front, the, uh, the Islamic movement in the United States is working directly with these groups, Antifa and Black Lives Matter. At the ground level, the Muslim Brotherhood in the form of Hamas, uh, doing business as CARE, Council on American Islamic Relations, the Islamic Society of North America, Islamic Circle of North America, are working directly with Black Lives Matter and in some cases other groups as well. Uh, and then, of course, some of you are aware that uh, elements and leaders of Antifa from California uh, a few years ago went to Germany and met with ISIS and al-Qaeda leaders to talk about biological weapons and explosive training and other stuff like that to do advanced operations in the United States. So this is a real war. And um, a few points, a few markers I'd like to lay down uh, for this discussion. Number one is that the majority of what they're doing is focused in the nonviolent realm. And in, in parallel or in tandem to that, uh, the issue is never the issue. So it's, it's never been about climate control, and if you think it is, you're wrong. It's never been – what happened in Minnesota has never been about racism. 
it's never been about George Floyd. If you think it has, you're, you're mistaken. States forcing people to wear masks has nothing to do with public health and public safety. The issue is never the issue. When groups like Hamas and the ACLU come after us, understanding the threat, because they say what we're saying is, you know, hate speech or Islamophobia, it's never about that. It is about shutting down the discussion because they know when the discussion happens, we lay out facts so that reasonable people who still have functioning brains who can reason and discern and critically think will be able to say, oh, look at that. CARE is a Hamas entity. Hamas is a terrorist organization. Why are we allowing them to host Muslim Day at our state capitol? And you see they know that that's how that works. The truth is a wrecking ball for these folks. So what they do is they ensure you can't ever say it. So it's never about the issue. <laughs> never about the issue. And to, to be clear about what the communists are doing, they, these are communists. They're not liberals. They're not left-wingers. They are communists, and communists always operate along doctrinal communist lines. AOC is not a whack job. She is a communist, a communist. Um, you know, these people like the uh, previous uh, candidate for Florida governor, he's not a, a left-wing Obama, you know, acolyte. He is a communist, a, literally a school-trained communist. The reason we're having these issues is because we and, and Republican leaders are not speaking the truth about these issues. When we call these people, when we give any legitimacy to what we're seeing in the country today, any at all, we are advancing their hostile movement. So when George W. Bush or Nikki Haley says, you know, we're a systemically racist country, they might as well be card-carrying members of the Communist Party. That's what I'm talking about. So for those of you that don't get that or are offended by that, um, let, me, let me make that clear. On the communist side, you have three key pieces. You've got the actual communists. So let's just take Portland, Oregon as an example. If you've got 1,000 people out on the street, which you actually have more, but – thousand people there might be 50 to 100 card carrying communists the other 900 people or so are what the communist doctrine calls useful idiots and it doesn't matter whether they understand that they're actually significantly advancing the communist agenda doesn't matter from a war fighting standpoint they're on the enemy side and their own ignorance and stupidity, that's their problem, not mine. But they are batting directly on the enemy team. The other huge part of this equation are what the doctrine identifies as controlled opposition. These are the people that should be in opposition to the communist movement, but the communists operate in such a way that they gain control of them and they either neutralize them or get them to actually take actions. So to be clear, George Bush, Nikki Haley, Secretary of Defense Esper, Chairman of Joint Chiefs General Milley, those are controlled opposition. And most of the establishment Republicans are controlled opposition because, number one, they don't understand the threat. Number two, they don't understand when they take actions like the ones I just mentioned. They are advancing the cause because they're regurgitating communist narratives. It's not about racism. It's not about climate change. It's not about public safety and health. 
it is all about advancing their movement and getting Americans, for instance, with regards to the mask and with regards to you can have it, you can go to Walmart, but you can't go to church, these kinds of things. This is all about conditioning the population. And these are real lines of operation that we know that they do because you read their stuff and they tell you that they do this. This is how they do it. It is how they subvert civilizations. And they've done it all over the world. I think the best recent example besides the United States would be Venezuela, a functioning pseudo-free market economy where people's liberties were respected. And in a very short amount of time, they are a hardcore communist regime because the communists had a plan and the liberty lovers did not. In America today, you not only have these two elements, the jihadis, the Islamic movement, the Islamic counterstate, and the communist movement or communist counterstate, you not only have them, which individually is devastating and has had devastating effects on our um, republic, but they're working together at the local, state, national, and international levels. With that as a backdrop, what, what's the way forward? I mean, we're watching it. I got several calls just this week and listening to people talk about what's going on in their area. One guy called me from Virginia down in the Richmond area and explained to me that they're in his, on his property. And they're, uh, he's called the police numerous times, called 911, said, here's what's going on. They're breaking the law. And the police have told him, we're not coming unless there's a, you know, an assault in progress. That's kind of their dividing line. That's where the police are. And if you haven't noticed, the police around the country are not doing their jobs. I'm sorry to, to bash police. It's really the police chief's fault. When you have police chiefs all over the country kneeling down with a communist organization, Black Lives Matter, because they're either too stupid or too unprofessional to know that's what it is, then they, they don't get a pass. And the fact that we're, we, I'm going to put myself in the, we, the citizens, are allowing that pass is outrageous. So what's the what's the road forward look like? Because I don't believe it's worthwhile to go back and say, you know, if we had done this and that. we didn't do it. It's 2020. What are the next several months hold? Well, I think you're noticing nothing's getting better. And the reason nothing's getting better is nobody is taking the kind of action that needs to be taken uh, to disrupt what they're doing. One of the best things that's happened is what happened last night when President Trump shut down the Chinese consulate. That is a big sledgehammer. So when I say nobody, it, I would maybe make an exception. But for the most part, President Trump has not taken very good actions. Um, and I, my, my belief, my professional opinion, my assessment, and I do talk to people on a, if not daily, weekly basis, who are in direct contact with the White House and the, the Oval Office, is that they, there's nobody in there that has a real understanding of what's unfolding. Um, they're, they're only looking at it in terms of the violence primarily. They don't understand the bigger picture. They don't understand how the jihadis and the uh, Marxists are working together. They don't understand the networks. And that's been clear by people we've spoken to and briefed whose heads explode when we explain to them what's going on. Because they don't, they, you know, they're like, how am I in my position? And I don't know this. And the answer is because that's how this war is being fought, right? I said earlier, this war is fought in the nonviolent realm. 
they want to control the narrative. As long as they can get you to think that burning things down and shooting people is all about their expressing them their anger over racism, and you can have people like Nikki Haley say that that's okay, well, there you have it. And uh, and a former president to, to you know endorse this. This is where we are. So we have to deal in the reality of where we are. What understanding the threat is doing is we are working with organizations we believe are – uh, the leading organizations that actually um, uh, are involved in this, as well as a number of uh, organizations that have popped up lately of citizens that now number in the, you know, over 100,000. You've got uh, probably close to 200,000 people uh, that make up several organizations that are asking for guidance and we are providing a leadership role in that because we're the only organization in america that is giving empowering citizens with tools to not only map out these communist and jihadi networks at the local level but how to actually build teams and uh, engage these threats at the local level uh, and when i say engage i mean in all kinds of ways uh, to disrupt their operations and dismantle them uh, and there are hundreds of things you can do to actually um, make that happen. So um, we're doing that uh, as well as as we've taken the strategy that uh, we had a, a small hand in putting together that uh, Steve Coughlin and uh, Richard Higgins primarily put together, and I had a hand in helping, uh, and we've operationalized it and created a, a state-level plan to fortify states um, and deal with the threat. So the last thing I want to say, and I want to uh, open it up to questions, because I think we'll find in the, in the comments and uh, really the question section, you're, we can go in the direction you all want, but also answer the, the, the key points. But I hope this will help in the what can I do category in addition to what I just said. The way that this is unfolding is we have states a few, More. Montana, Wyoming, North South Dakota, maybe Nebraska, that that you could say have a very small or a smaller, relatively smaller threat from the communist and jihadi networks. Not absent, but smaller than everyone else. And then you've got states um, where there's a high concentration in one area, uh, Washington State around Seattle, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say Portland because the state of Oregon is kind of it's it, the number of Marxists goes way beyond Portland. But you've also got a, a number of patriots there that are feeling isolated. Uh, so you've got that. And then, of course, places like Minnesota, where you've got Minneapolis, St. Paul, high concentration uh, and total control by the communists and jihadis uh, there. But then you have northern counties and other counties uh, that don't want any part of that. And uh, um, they're trying to figure out what to do. And we're working with some of those folks there. Um, and then you've got states that are just a mishmash. Um, and I would put Texas in that. Texas is a mess. Texas is in real trouble. Uh, we're, we, if, if Those of you, if you don't get our newsletter, I do encourage you to 
go to understandingthethreat.com and get our newsletter. And while that, as I like to say, it may sound like an innocuous thing to do, it plugs you into a lot of information. And the newsletter we sent out today, we kind of gave a teaser of a report we've done in Texas because the reason we did Texas is, one, we're based in Texas, and we have a real good ground-level feel of what's going on in Houston, El Paso, Dallas, Austin, uh, San Antonio. Um, but it's because people are looking to Texas and they think, well, Texas is, you know, is awesome. Well, Texas is a mess because the enemy has a strategy in Texas and they've been pouring millions of dollars into Texas to unseat district attorneys, judges at the local and state level. And they've done it. And uh, the, the city councils, just so we're clear, in Austin, Houston, and Dallas, Marxist. M- Marxist. So um, you've got those three, and I'm just three general categories of our, our country. States that are relatively clean, and there are only a handful of them. States where there's a high concentration of a lot of bad guys, um, and I gave you those examples. And then states that are kind of a mishmash. Uh, North Carolina is kind of a like a in between because the the you know the the triangle area you know uh, Raleigh Durham Chapel Hill is a real mess very heavy concentrate of uh, jihadis and communists but I wouldn't put it in the same category as uh, Seattle and Minneapolis but it's actually a lot closer than you would think um, and then of course you got a large percentage of North Carolina that that does not subscribe to that. When we ask what's the answer, I want to go back to what I just said a few minutes ago. What we are doing is uh, we look at what are the priorities. Between now and November, our priority is to get to the key cities, and the goal is to get into these key cities, go in, train teams, basically build that network so they can begin recruiting people into their network and preparing them for the next phase of what's likely going to happen, which is as things degrade, we want to give them tools to how to adjust to that, how to prepare for what's coming. And we do those training programs for that. We actually give you tools to engage, to build a team, to uh, actually get going in your area right now, real time. Now, to to do a lot of this stuff, we're we're in the process of raising some capital to do it. But uh, we're, we're finding that a lot more people are open to uh, supporting us either by saying we're going to go through the training and get involved that way or we'll you know, fund the war effort. But either way, I would say that's the core of what we're doing because we're going into these key areas. We're still working with people at the national level. We're co- coordinating efforts with groups across the country uh, to help them understand the way we should and the way we should not fight this war. Because, uh, for instance, vigilantism is not at all what we want, and it will be significantly detrimental to what we're trying to do. We are trying to prepare people. Everything we're doing is we're teaching people how to lawfully but very aggressively engage the bad guys at all levels and in many different ways, in very simple ways and in some ways very more more complex way. That is the the framework for understanding that. That's a, a quick snapshot of what's going on, and that is a, a summary or a short piece on what we are doing and why we think what we are doing. And I will say 
uh, I think it's uh, incredibly valuable because we're the only ones doing it. And we have a long record of success of identifying bad guys inside the government, of helping law enforcement initiate numerous investigations, of shutting down Muslim Brotherhood operations, of helping people take legal actions uh, because they understand the threat and they're it helps them realize, oh, well, if this is the case, I can actually take legal action. But if they don't know it, they feel like they don't know what to do. Okay, so that's the uh, president of uh, Understanding the Threat, John Guandolo. He uh, spoke on a conference call with the patriots and pastors from around the nation as part of the Black Robe Regiment. So a lot of things that uh, we hear in there, you know, is— um, kind of information that we've understand to be true and again this is uh, still something new that we just uh, came across uh, my good friend from Alaska attended the three-day training session he, he was very excited about it and so I took a look at it this morning and, and listened to this call and I thought I'd like to share it with the uh, podcast uh, audience because we're here as the Affirm America podcast we affirm America's values and we also want to be able to bring information that will allow for us to understand the threats that are against our republic. Again, understandingthethreat.com if you want to get more information. Uh, again, the mission of uh, Understanding the Threat, it's uh, UTT, is to empower citizens, elected officials, and police to dismantle the Marxist, communist, and jihad networks inside the United States and to reestablish America's founding principles in their communities. So to do this, UTT provides threat-focused strategic and operational consultation, education, and training for federal, state, and local leadership and agencies in government, the private sector, and for private citizens. UTT is the only organization in America which empowers elected officials, police, and citizens with tools to identify Marxist, communist, and jihadist networks and to dismantle them at the local level. So again, this is um, important. Uh, we talk about it every day. It's in the headlines where, you know, ever since, uh, you know, the COVID virus, you know, we've seen a really escalation in the far left coming to us from the lockdowns and the censorship from the big tech companies, the government's wokeism, and we're seeing assaults within our school systems and the transgender issues and the transgender surgeries that are happening and, and escalating. A lot of this is directly influenced by this ideology. So it's very important for us to understand its roots, where it comes from, and how we can fight against it. So I wanted to bring that to you today on the Firm America podcast. I hope this was of value to you. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you. Have a great start to the new week. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.